0: I want to talk to you this morning for the next however little while it takes me. I'm not going to apologize on Easter on this subject of the mystery of our faith, the mystery of our faith. And and for those of you that attend here regularly or or in a Bible study with me, or or, or have any history with me, you you know that I believe in the Scriptures, context is king. So many times people pull miracles out of context. They pull passages out of context, and then they unilaterally try to apply those miracles or those passages uh, to different circumstances and situations that lead people inevitably to being frustrated with God because they did not see the same results. The context of this passage of scripture that's actually the last verse. It's the 16th verse of a very short chapter. If you take away from church today, resurrection, Sunday, any assignment, just go home and read this one chapter, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It begins, though, with altogether a different discussion. What's what's happening is, is Paul the Apostle, who has raised up his son in the Lord, Timothy. And, and left Timothy in Ephesus to pastor the church of the Ephesians, uh, is, is writing his son in the faith uh, uh, an apostolic letter teaching him how the church ought to run and, and how the church ought to function. And in doing that, in the first few verses of the chapter, Paul instructs Timothy on the qualifications for all of those who will serve in any form of leadership in a church. Now, I'm not trying to indoctrinate all of you this morning and take up a lot of God's time with Oaks Church policies, but but we love people here. People are our business. All people, all walks of life, all situations, all circumstances, all skin colors, all ethnic backgrounds, all geopolitical backgrounds, all financial backgrounds, but at the exact same time while we love all people where they come from does not matter to us what we also know is god loves them too much to lead them there we will welcome anyone through the doors of oaks church but one thing you will never get away from is the tight and right preaching of the gospel that calls all of us on to godliness that calls all of us on to likeness. And to ever begin to serve here and to lead here there are clear guidelines in the bible that are written in love to help us take on that god transformative process i was at a conference lately and i heard one of the great speakers there make this little short simple statement if we so insulate and isolate our lives where no one can speak correction to us, then no one has the ability to give protection to us. Correction is always protection, my friend. There's two major things that the Apostle Paul actually reveals to Timothy in this entire chapter. The first one is this. He says, Timothy, this is why the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is important. He said, it is the church of the living God. It is the foundation and the pillar of all truth in the earth. And he said, the church is also important because it is made up of individual members like a body and those individual members that are all special and all gifted and all important, they make up the whole. And the second thing, when the apostle Paul finishes this conversation about the church, he addresses the second great truth in this statement. He says, Timothy, there is a great mystery within our Christian faith. First, Paul taught Timothy the importance of his choices when you're raising up pastors, or when you're raising up elders, or when you're raising up deacons, or when you're raising up laymen or leaders within the church. Paul said, Timothy, please know this, you're, you're not choosing employees. To work at the country club. You're, you're not choosing haphazard employees to work at the local social club. He says, no, the church of Jesus Christ is so much more than this. Now, you may have put together, we are a modern church. We are very untraditional and very progressive. The methods may change, my friend, but the message never can. We may wear tennis shoes and have guitars and screens and come as you are and so of coffee and give gifts but I promise you I do not have the authority to change the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ our methods may be different than the church you came from but our message will be jot and tittle from the book he said this is The church of the living God, Timothy, the church is supposed to be the pillar and the foundation of all truth. He said, the church, my friend, is the only God established Christ headed institution and the whole earth that must be built firmly on the foundation of the truth of the gospel. And you might ask today, there's so many gospels out there. And I would say to you what the apostle Paul says, even if an angel of light appears and tries to change the gospel do not receive it the gospel of the kingdom is the original message that god is offering forgiveness god is offering a renewed relationship with himself and it is a free gift not of any man's works through faith alone in god's son jesus christ in colossians the apostle paul says this that christ is the head of the church it's his body And we also know from Paul's readings in the writings of the epistles to the Corinthians that he says, while Christ is the head and the body is his body, it is made up of individual parts known as those of us in the church. The human body, the apostle Paul says, has many parts. It has a nose, it has fingers, it has toes, it has legs, it has arms, and it is all of these individual parts that make up the body. So it is with Christ. So Christ is the head. He has a body that's made up of white people and black people and Republican people and Democrat people and Monroe people and West Monroe people and lawyers and doctors and convicts and ex-addicts and ex-prostitutes. There is a body that looks radically different the unity of the body is not the unity of conformity the unity of the body is the diversity which we all bring that makes this incredible thing called the church of the living God Paul also told Timothy there's a great mystery within our Christian faith today you have made already asked yourself what is that mystery what is this mystery that you keep referring to here is the very first thing that i would tell you about this mystery it is a statement found in first timothy chapter 3 verse 16 that must either be believed or rejected it either has to be accepted by faith not by mental assent or walked away from altogether that statement As I've already said, as in the third chapter, the 16th verse, and what I took the liberty to do this week was to break that statement down into six simple words as launching points for what I felt God led me by the Holy Spirit to share with Oaks Church this resurrection Sunday morning. The first word that I want to share with you, they're going to throw on the screens, is the B part of the 16th verse, and it's just one word for you note-takers. It is REVEALED. Revealed. It says Christ was revealed in a human body. Now, I'm from the Bible Belt and, and I'm 44 today, and I came to the Lord at 21, and, 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 and that's a pretty long period of time. I, I tell you that to tell you that over the last 20 years, I, I have read the Bible through over 20 times. I I read it through yearly. I study it daily. I read it on my phone. I I, I write sermons, multiple sermons weekly. I I, I don't know everything there is to know about God's Word and be careful for any of you that feel like you ever get to that place because that's just truly a sign you're nowhere close to where you think you are. But I can tell you this, uh, at this point in time in my life, as I study this Word and as I learn more about this Word, the less I realize I actually know. But as I study it, I've studied it in many translations in the original text in neo Greek or in Aramaic or in Hebrew or whatever the passage was originally written in and I look at all different types of translations and I use the fence of scripture and I pray for understanding of the Holy Spirit and one thing that I could share with you about this one statement that Christ was manifested he was revealed in the flesh is this very modern version is the only versions out there that use the statement or the term Christ or the Christos every literal translation of the Bible does not use the word Christ they use the word God the literal translation of this begins the great mystery with a statement that no human mind can fathom without faith it says God was manifested in the flesh. God was revealed to the world by becoming a man. The apostle John wrote it like this. He said, in the beginning, the word already existed. He was from eternity past. He was without beginning of days. And the word was with God. He had oneness with God. And he also was God, not a separate deity, not a separate God. He was God all in all in himself. And God, through Him the Word created everything that has been created, and without this word, nothing was created that was ever created. And the word gave life to everything, and his life brought light for everyone to see. And this light is what is shining into the world, dispelling the darkness still to this day. The Bible goes on to tell us that not only was God manifested in the flesh, that God actually became a living and breathing human being just like you and I. John also writes in the first chapter in the 14th verse, and the Word not only became a man, but he made his dwelling among us and those of us that saw him, we just beheld a glory from this dude that was unlike any glory we had ever seen. He was the only begotten, the only God birth the only Word sent wrapped in a virgin's womb in this earth and he was full of grace and he was full of truth. Jesus was all God, but He was all man. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 9, verse 5. He says, He came from the line of Abraham, from Isaac, and from Jacob, and from all of the ancestors. But Christ Himself, in His human nationality, He was a Jew, and He is also God, the only one who rules over everything and is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. This is the foundational stone of the mystery that God had kept hidden, that God would come in the form of a man to do for man what man could not do. Paul says, Timothy, I'm leaving you to pastor the church. Make no mistake about it. you your pastoring is different than the Kiwana Club. It's different than the Lions Club. It's, it's different than the Country Club. It is the only God instituted, the only Christ-headed, the only diversified organization in the earth that God has ever birthed or will ever birth. And when God births that and leaves you to pastor it, know this, you're going to preach a mystery that the world will never understand, that God became a man. God became a man hey, you want to get some coffee this afternoon? Yeah, sure, I'll meet you at Standard. Hey, God became a man to die for you. Uh, Do what? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Second word in this powerful early hymn, if you want to know the truth, of the Christian church was a word that I personally, even after years of study, was unfamiliar with vindicated 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 by the holy spirit he was vindicated by the holy spirit so like a good student when i run across anything i don't know i go somewhere that i can learn from or to know so i began with a a, a Bible dictionary and then I began with an English dictionary And, and the English dictionary just says this about vindicated. It means to clear from all accusations, imputations or suspicions. Jesus God came in the form of a man. This is a great mystery. The world will not understand. It has to be embraced and grasped by faith. And when he came, he was vindicated of all charges. He was released from all accusation. He was cleared of all suspicions by the anointing of the Holy Spirit that set upon his life. This anointing that God gave him through and by the power of the Holy Spirit, gave Jesus this all man and yet all God being in the earth a power to do what no man or no woman has ever done or will ever do and that is very simply this to live a life without sin no sin of thought no sin of heart no sin of action no sin of ego no sin of pride no sin of malice the Bible says for God made Christ who never sinned to be an offering for sin so that you and I who were full of sin could be made in his place the righteousness of almighty God. He was given a power that put the shut to the up to all the naysayers. They couldn't find a reason to accuse him. They couldn't find a reason to blame him. The very men that pierced him through his side when they saw the darkness cover the face of the earth, they said, I now confess this was indeed the son of God the power of the Holy Spirit came upon him And the Bible says the spirit of the Lord is upon me not to show out, not to boast about my anointing. He's given me power to preach the good news to the poor. He's given me power to see that all those that are held captive are released. He's given me power to open blinded eyes, and he's given me power to set people free. This is why the Lord sent me. It's the time of God's favor. He had power even over the demons. Jesus told his critics in that day, he says, if I drive out demons by the spirit of God, then don't you understand the kingdom of God has come upon you. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with power of the Holy Ghost to cure disease, to open blinded eyes, to cast out devils, to raise the dead, Jesus was vindicated He was proven during his earthly life to be the Son of God the Savior of the world the Messiah Not by what others said But by what the power of the Holy Spirit said Don't tell me About how humble you are Let the Holy Spirit show me your humility Don't tell me how much you love people Let me see the fruit of the love of the power and the power of the Holy Spirit flowing out of you. Don't tell me how good you can sing. Don't tell me how good you can preach. Don't tell me how faithful you will be. Don't tell me how kind you are. Let the fruit of the Holy Spirit flow through your life. It's not something you can drum up. It's not something you can work up. It's fruit. It's got to be produced organically. Naturally, It happens in your prayer closet. It happens on your knees. It happens in crises. It happens in faith in times of adversity. It's God birthed inside of you that shows to the world around you that man, that woman's full of the power of God, not full of themselves. The third word, thank you, Pastor Todd, that I want to share with you today is this. This one, trip me out. Trip me out he was seen by angels seen by angels he was seen by angels i said god when was when was jesus seen by angels and then i remember those of you going with us this year to israel going to jerusalem i remember standing on the mountain looking at the shepherd's field Where they still graze the flocks today. It's one of the only places close to the Temple mounts. one of the only places close to the city of Jerusalem where any type of livestock can even be raised. I remember looking out there and I remember when I learned that when they were in the temple getting ready to celebrate about the Lamb, that the Lamb of God was being born out there in the shepherd's field. And the Bible says suddenly there was a great host of angels and the armies of heaven's angels Showed up praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, and goodwill to all men. God has sent His Son to be born. Angels were there when the stone was rolled away. Angels announced to the women that He's not among the dead, He's among the living. Angels watched this entire salvific process play out from two different chasms of eternity having no idea what God was up to when he created Adam and then created the last Adam, giving humanity a chance to experience eternal redemption. Let me read it for you. The Bible says this salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about. When they were prophesying by the Spirit of God about this gracious offer that God was getting ready to make to humanity, they wondered what time that the Spirit in them was telling them and indicating that these things would be when they announced about Christ suffering before he was even born. Don't get lost on me. Then they were told this message is not for you, prophets, it's for a time yet to come. And this is the good news that has been announced by those who preached the power of the gospel before Jesus was even born from heaven. All of this was so wonderful by God's Spirit through God's people that even the angels were looking from eternity past and eternity. Future trying to figure out what God was doing in the earth. You see, my friend, this may be a little too much for surface level Christianity, but the angels have no plan of salvation. When God created Adam and gave Adam the sovereignty of free will and choice in the garden, and man chose to rebel and disobey God, God was not caught off guard or by surprise. God knew man would choose to disobey and God had already created another Adam before the first Adam so man could be bought back. And the angels had no idea that God was getting ready to save humanity because they had never seen salvation before. Angels watched all of this never fathoming that God would actually sacrificially die for men in his place, allowing men to celebrate and to experience God's eternal redemption. Next word I want to share with you is announced. Somebody say my part. Somebody say I'm an announcer. (laughs) I'm ready to do some announcing. (laughs) I'm ready to do some announcing. The Bible says that he was announced to your friend. He he was announced to people that dress like you. He he was announced to people that vote like you. Oh, he was announced to people that hunt with you. Oh, oh, he was announced to people in your life group. No, 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 no. That's what we want to do to the gospel. The Bible says he was announced to the nations, people that don't vote like you. People that don't dress like you people that don't think like you people that don't believe like you people that don't do the thing people that don't like golf they say, well I don't know how in the world I'd ever tell anybody about Jesus don't like golf they must not know look <laughs> he was announced to the nations the church was commanded at its very birth to announce this message the message has never changed THE COMMANDER-IN-CHIEF. Came and told all of his would-be disciples, I have been given all authority in the heavens and in the earth. I'm about to transfer it onto you, so go therefore and don't make some converts, make some disciples. Teach them to be disciplined. Teach them to grow in godliness. I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is the wonderful and the beautiful name of Jesus. Teach these new disciples to live their lives and obey all the commands that I'm given to you. And I will be sure to be with you even to the end of the age. The church has been announcing this message now for almost 2,000 years through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus said, and you will receive dunamis, dynamite, charismatic power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You won't have to think about what to say. You won't have to write out a message you won't have to plan your talking points you won't have to look for the right moment it can be in the weight room it can be in the jailhouse. it can be in the coffee shop I will come on you and you will know what to say and I want you to start in Jerusalem I want you to go to Judea and I want to make sure you carry it to the ends of the earth and this gospel message has been spreading like wildfire For 2,000 years because of this next word. Because people believe it. People believe it. I can't believe you believe that. I can't believe you don't. I can't believe you worship God. I can't believe you don't. I, I can't believe you you, you talked to God. I can't believe you made it this long night. <laughs> and by the looks of things, you need to start talking to him because you're looking to look good right now. You know? <sighs> he was believed on. Check this out. Throughout the world. Throughout. The, it, it, he's believed in on the south side. Yeah, it was also believed on the north side. He was believed on in Monroe he's also believed on in Ruston he's also believed on in Texas God said go to Minnesota Brooks I ain't going to Minnesota <laughs> folks said them people don't believe in God up there <laughs> some do people even believed on him in Minnesota believed on him in Canada believed on him in Russia Believed on him in Iraq and China and Japan who will go for me who, who, who will go for us who will announce how, how how will they believe unless they hear how will they hear unless someone announces I got the longest job security standing on the planet as long as God is tearing to come get his church, every preacher will have full time employment. We got job security. <laughs> Until he comes, gets us, and takes us home, he said, Y'all got a job to do. Y'all worried about a layoff at the hospital or about the plant? Now, I didn't say we get money like you, I'm just, I just say I got a job. <laughs> Opportunity is my currency. <laughs> I got opportunity at 8 in the morning, at 8 at night, at 8 18. I, I have to take a break from opportunity to stay sane. But the Lord said, How will they hear without a preacher? How will they hear without a preacher? And guess what? I'm, I'm not what he's talking about as the preacher. Myriads and myriads, Pastor Chad, I want you to come, have believed this message around the world. You want me to show it to you? I shouldn't have done this to the media booth. Revelation chapter 5, verse 11, the New King James Version, if they are so inclined to quickly pull that up. I'm going to show you a scene in the throne room of heaven. Then I looked, John the Revelator wrote, and I heard the voice of many angels who were around the throne and the living creatures and all of the elders. And the number of the people that was around the throne was like a sea of glass. They were 10,000s time tens thousands, time ten thousands. When John heard the voice that said, come up here, and a door was left open in heaven, and he stepped in a throne room, he saw the seraphim. Six wings. Covered in eyes. Face of an ox, face of a man, face of an eagle, face of a lion saw the 24 thrones, the 12 apostles and the 12 tribes of Israel setting around the throne of God on the crystal sea with an emerald sapphire rainbow radiating from the presence of God and the Lamb who looked as if he was slain at the right hand of God with wounds in his hands and a spear wound in his side dressed in a white robe with fire in his eyes and bronze in his feet and a high priest sash around his chest and hair white like wool He said, and then I looked around the throne and I saw thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands who had believed. The reason they were there is because they believed the message that was announced that took them there. staff member's phone don't went off in the middle of Easter I just said I don't like people on the front row with the phone we the light-hearted church I was hoping it was Charles I'll say you should be here today plan another turkey hunt on Easter see what happens number six and I'm gonna move us towards a close Taken. He was taken. Taken into heaven in glory. Taken into heaven in glory. He ascended to the right hand of God, alive where He sits today. After this saying, Jesus was taken up in the clouds as they were watching until they could no longer see Him The Apostle Paul says it this way in Romans chapter 8. Check this out. Who then will condemn us who have believed in the Lord? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us. And more importantly, not only did he die for us, he was raised to life for us. And he is now sitting as the high priest of heaven at the right hand of God with his feet propped up on his footstool while God made His enemies His footstool. You see then, when our dying bodies have been transformed one day into the new bodies that will never die, the Scripture, because of what He did, will then be fulfilled for us. Death, you have been swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? You have none. Oh, death, where is your sting? I'm not afraid. It's a dog ear on the page. It's a bend in the road. It's a doorway to my best life. Now, here's what some have shied away from today. He will come again. He will come again i love this the apostle titus writes this in chapter 2 verses 12 through 14 you ought to highlight these and we are instructed to turn from godlessness in the way that we live and also from sinful pleasures that we so easily enjoy we should live in this evil world that we're in today with wisdom righteousness and a pure devotion to God while all the while we look forward to the blessed hope and the wonderful appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ on that day when he will be revealed he gave his life to free us from every kind of sin and to make sure that we are his very own special people totally committed to the good deeds he's called us to here's what the bible says the bible says in light of the fact that he is coming again that we should live soberly righteously and justly in this present world all the while waiting on the master to return remember that parable i think this was jesus the master went away turned over the stewardship of his household to his chief servant. The master tarried in his coming. The chief servant began to be slothful. In his stewardship, he began to drink and be drunk by day and by night and to beat the other servants and leave them without provision. And on that day, he didn't know when the master would return. Say, what have you done with my house? What have you done with my servants, what have you done with your stewardship? Jesus, 10 virgins, trim your lamps, fill them with oil. Hey, the bridegroom's coming. He did die, he was buried, he rose again, he lives at the right hand of God. But listen to me. He's coming again. He's coming again. The Bible said, don't, ta- don't count God as slack for, slothful. If he tarries in his coming, know that God's only given you the day to care for more of the servants until he comes again. Oh, he ain't coming. Oh, he ain't coming. Oh, we do what we want. Ah. Ah. Hey, what y'all? Oh, Lord, I better set my tail down. (laughs) He lived in humility. He died in meekness, not weakness. Could you imagine? Could Could you imagine being able to call a legion of angels? Could you imagine being able to... I just watched the Passion with my kids. We're here for Jesus of Nazareth. He turns around and says, I am he. For those of you that struggle with slaying in the spirit, he turns around and says, I am he. And everybody goes. <laughs> Jesus, like y'all interrupted my prayer meeting. Could y'all hurry up and get back up? He got to stand there and wait on everybody to get. Now, who'd y'all say y'all looking for? That, the, 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 Jesus. He just knocks everybody out. Could you imagine having that power? and holding it in to accomplish a greater task. Some of you would do well to operate in meekness with your mouse. I know I got the power to cuss you out, tell you what you need to be told, throw punch you right now, karate kick you like you deserve. Just keep it in. Look like Joel Osteen. Bless you, brother. get in the car and say, oh, my God, I cannot believe I didn't, whew, I was about to karate chop her across the eye." Can I tell you about another one of them Holy Spirit fruits? Fruit? (laughs) Self-control. You can't control you, but the Holy Spirit can. I'm lacking in self-control. No, you ain't full of the Holy Ghost. I ain't saying I am either. I will karate chop somebody now. Don't push me. Don't let that phone go off twice. (laughs) (laughs) To draw us back to our point today for I get in trouble on Easter, (laughs) Miss Rhonda tells me sometimes, this ain't a a Pastor Rhonda conversation now. This your Mama Rhonda conversation right now. This I don't work for you right now. Well, you were right now, you do. (laughs) The second major truth that he revealed, good preacher, always in where you start, those of you that are young and trying to learn, second major truth that's revealed in this one short chapter. You forgot that's what we were talking about, didn't you? He says, hey, the church is different. It's not like anything else. It's the only thing God ever birthed in the earth. Don't treat it like everything else. And this is the message the church has got to preach. Don't ever shy away from it. And it's going to be a mystery, and some are going to get it, and some are not. You sow seed, you water seed, God gives the increase. God makes it grow. The two things he's discussing in this chapter. It's all that's in there. Is what is the mystery of our Christian faith. Now, that, that's a good sermon in itself. I'm just telling you but there's more does anybody want just a little bit more yeah. okay I ask you this question what is the mystery of our Christian faith sidebar every literal translation of the Bible does not also use the word Christian faith some of you that got a Bible tell me what your Bible says if it's a literal Bible if it's a King James or Holman Christian standard anything that's literal godliness great is the mystery of how God makes people like him in the earth great is the mystery of godliness great is the mystery of how our lives become like him What Paul reveals to Timothy and to us through the preservation of Scripture is this, that this plan God was up to that had once been concealed has now been plainly revealed. And in this gospel message is the power to make us like Him. Here's how I like to say it right living flows from right believing you believe wrong you live wrong somebody gets you to believe a lie you live a lie you believe the truth the truth manifests in your life guess we could say it this way you have to believe the right message in order to get the right miracle I've done my best today I know God's anointed me for the task to share this message but the truth of the matter is it's one more nugget deeper Galatians chapter 1 verse 16 says God has to reveal Christ to you Chad can't worship the revelation of Christ into your heart I can't preach the revelation of christ into your i can't witness you i can't small group you i can't outreach you god has to remove the blinders not from your eyes but the scales from your heart